good deal. I got a pretty cool T-shirt that I'm wearing today when I was at the Michigan Avenue Apple Store. I should, you know, I shouldn't call it the Michigan Avenue Apple Store. Now it's called Apple Michigan Avenue. Oh, I think is it not the town hall? Is it like you just <laughs> no. go there and you just no. hang out and? If you well, they do refer to them as town halls, but if you read the BuzzFeed News article today with the interview with Angela Arents, they're pretty specific that it's not the town hall is not an official name. It's more of a conceptual thing. Right. Okay. No doubt that has been reinforced since they got a lot of blowback about it because it's kind of pretentious. It, yeah, it is a bit. It, it's it's still a store. Um, I th- I think they're lucky enough that British people call it an Apple store. I would never call anything else a store. It's it's a shop. Like Apple have at least forced me to say store for everything. Right, for, right. For, for their stores, so they at least get that. I th- I think they've done pretty well making it so all British people we don't call it the Apple shop, because um, right. that would be ridiculous. Well, what I do in on you know on Apple's behalf, they've trained me not to capitalize store anymore because it's not called the store. You just it's a lowercase store now. I'm still going to call it a store because you know that that is in fact what it is. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's very very strange. I I get what they're trying to do because you know they they do have the nicest stores of probably any brand. Um, but yeah, I I'm not going to start calling it. Specific, it's still the Apple Store, um, and I think everyone else is still going to call it that. Uh, so, tech expert John Voorhees, um, yes. you were you've, you've been at the Apple Store a couple of times this week, two or three times, or I ha- end, of, end of last week, whenever it was, it opened. Yes, I have. I, I've actually been there twice. I was there the day it opened on Friday of last week, as well as I guess it was what today? Today's Wednesday. I was there on Monday too. So, it the Apple Store. First of all, this is a little bit of a uh, strange tale in that. Um, I went, I got, I hopped on a train. I had a very busy, you know, weekend and week before with the release notes conference. And I hopped on a train on Friday thinking, oh, the Apple store opens at around nine. I'll be there just in time for the opening and I'll, you know, hustle down there, get down there and, and go to the opening. And as I'm traveling downtown, I open up the page. They have a special dedicated page on the Apple website for the new Michigan Avenue store, at least they did before it opened. And I scrolled down to the bottom and it says opening at 5 p.m. And I thought, ugh. So <laughs> I was already on the train. I thought, well, at five, it'll start, it'll start getting dark. I'll just go down, walk over to the store, take some pictures, and leave. So that's what I did. I went over, took a bunch of pictures, and as I was standing there, I someone this woman kind of snuck up on me from behind and <laughs> and asked me what I thought about the store. And I thought she was just an office worker because there was a big office building right there. And she was asking me what I thought about it. And, and I just was telling her a few things. And then I realized she's a reporter with the local ABC affiliate in Chicago. And she asked if I wanted to be interviewed about the store. So having just spent the morning researching the new store and having a bunch of those facts in my brain, I figured, yeah, sure, why not? So uh, I, I spoke to her and ended up being having my little, uh, you know, the little thing at the bottom of the screen there saying "tech expert John Voorhees of MacStories.net." So that was <laughs> that was kind of fun. I talked to her about a bunch of things, but the part that they used 
was the part that where I just talk about the, the design of the store and how it has certain design cues from the Steve Jobs Theater because it was designed by the same architects after all. So it has it has some aspects of it that are a lot like that theater and and some of the other recent stores. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. The um, annoyingly the video isn't up anymore. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know the the, the 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 guy that they showed before you. Um, they they kind of asked him what he thought or whatever, and he just kind of went, yeah, yeah, you know, the store looks nice, and then they cut to you, and you're like, wow, you see, the thing is, you know, they're using the glass from the new campus, and I can only imagine that the reporter was just looking at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I, I, I did end up correcting her, because at one point she called the Genius Grove the... Oh, I don't even remember what it was like uh, the the genius something or other, and and I said, well, actually, it's the genius grove. You know, I gave her I gave her one of those <laughs> those internet well actuallys. And... Oh no! <laughs> so it was yeah. She did did I think realize that she had stumbled upon someone who knew what they're talking about? Because other than that, she was just going around talking to tourists. Because this was in an area right on the north bank of the Chicago River, right on Michigan Avenue, which is one of the you know biggest tourist areas of the city. So there, there are a bunch of tourists and people going to their jobs in the morning. Um, you know, not me, but I was ha- just hanging around taking pictures. And uh, so there mostly were people there just ogling the building, and I, I you know, answered her questions. So that worked out pretty well. Uh, the building itself is really neat because what they've done is built the store basically right into the bank of the river. Uh, there's, there are like granite steps granite steps flanking both sides that you can walk down to the river and there are little benches built into them so you can sit there and relax and trees that they planted and if you go inside the store it works the same way you 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 enter on this plaza and you walk down steps to get to the lower level where all the action is Uh, and even the grooves in the steps match whether you're inside or outside the building. So it's like one continuous line of steps that go from the top bank of the river down to the riverfront. Uh, and and it's almost as though a transparent glass rectangle has just been dropped onto the bank of the Chicago River, and you barely even see it. I mean, you, I took some pictures that are on Mac Stories, and you can just see right through the building and see the boats on the river, and you, you kind of forget, other than the fact that there's this very thin carbon fiber roof on the building, you virtually forget that there's even a building there. Yeah, it really does. It, it looks really impressive from your, you know, from your photos, and uh, you know, I've seen a few others that people have posted. Um, you know, it, it it's kind of funny because although the inside of every Apple store kind of looks the same. You, you get these really nice kind of unique ones in, in certain cities, like, you know, obviously the new Chicago one and, um, you know, the one in Covent Garden is really nice in London. Right. Um, you know, they, they, they really do a good job of kind of fitting them into where they are because they, you know, they could have quite easily just built a big building. You wouldn't have been able to see the river if you stood in front of it, but, you know, having the glass there and then having the actual store kind of below ground um, yes. makes it a lot nicer. Right, and and the actual retail part where you actually where you go and buy things is tucked underneath the stairs, basically. So when you walk in, you wouldn't even know that you could buy an iPhone or anything else there, for that matter. You know, you walk in and you look down the staircase and you see this enormous high definition screen that dominates the middle of the lower level, but you don't you can't see any of the tables. It's not till you get 
to the bottom of the stairs and turn around that you realize there's this expansive area of the, the you know the typical Apple retail tables there where you can look at the Macs and the and the iPhones and the iPads and everything else. So that's that's kind of cool. I mean the, the the when you walk in not only do you go down to go to the main level but there's also seating kind of on this upper tier. So it's designed almost like an amphitheater. So when they have their today at Apple events with you know, artists and other people doing presentations, it can accommodate hundreds of people, both on these upper tiers as well as the the lower level tier to, to watch that sort of thing. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, I, I liked it a lot, and you know, I got a cool T-shirt, long-sleeve black T-shirt with this strange new Apple logo that's uh, – maybe I can throw a picture in the show notes of it. It's uh, It's not like an Apple logo that I've seen before. I managed to miss Tim Cook and Agile Errants because I, you know, I think, as I said, I spent the morning there taking pictures and getting interviewed. But then I had to run home to record app stories. And after I did that, I went back downtown again for a very long day of schlepping around the city <laughs> because I wanted to get in the line and go inside. And the line, there were, by the time I got back, at like it opened at 5 p.m. And I think I got there at about 10 after 5 the line was thousands of people long. And wow. Yeah, it, but it only took, well, only. It, it took about an hour to get in. Oh, was that all? No, yeah. So <laughs> for, it wasn't, the, for the privilege of going into Apple's shop. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it didn't take, so uh, based on the number of people I saw when I got there, I thought it was going to take a lot longer. And I ran into a couple of people. I ran into some people from release notes afterwards and at least one person had come maybe a half an hour later, and by then the line was only like twenty or thirty minutes. So it wasn't too bad if you, unless you got there right at five o'clock. And uh, I don't know. It, it's a neat store. It really, I think, it does a good job of kind of capturing the culture of Chicago and, and integrating well with one of the big landmarks, which is the river. Um, and and I liked it. Today there was a an interview with Angel Aarons in BuzzFeed News which I covered in Mac Stories. And it's a good, it gives a good, I think, overview of what Apple's trying to do both in online and physical retail and their strategy. And And Chicago's store was one of the examples because it's one of, you know, first they read, they worked on the online store and now Angela Aarons is really focusing heavily on the physical retail locations and this is one of the, there have been some other flagship stores open before this, but this is one of the biggest new ones since they've moved their focus to the physical locations. And, you know, there, I think there are other ones coming online soon in Paris and Milan, which also look really cool. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to uh, see it at some point if I ever come to Chicago, which yeah, I'm sure yeah. you'll have plenty of, uh, plenty of pubs and uh, food to show me. I have lots of things to show you. I spent my week at the release notes kind of showing the Europeans what Chicago is all about. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they look at, I wanted, are you, now we're talking about the Apple store, are you going to be going there on Friday morning to try and get an iPhone 10? Well, hmm. Oh, God, I was joking. (laughs) I suppose that depends how online goes, Rob. I mean, I, I'm starting to get very pessimistic and concerned about whether I'll be able to get a get a uh, you know get a phone. I have I have a strategy though. Okay. So the 
Super, uh, not Super Mario, Mar- Super Mario Odyssey comes out at midnight, right? Yeah. On the 27th. And the iPhone 10 goes on sale at 2 a.m. So I think I'm going to go to bed early that day and sleep till about 11.30, then play Super Mario Odyssey for two hours, order my iPhone, and then go back to bed. That, that's the plan. That's the and plan. What if you can't get an iPhone online? <laughs> or, or, you know, what if what if it's like four weeks delivery by the time you get to it? Are you going to go down to the store? Because, I mean, that's it's got to be a pretty big, uh, a pretty busy store if it's, you know, kind of in the center of Chicago. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that store. If I went to a store, I'd go to the one at the shopping mall, which is about four or five miles from my house. So that's what I do. But I hope I don't have to do that because it's getting kind of cold here this time of year. Yeah. I mean, oh, check, check you out fancy. You've got a choice of Apple stores. Um, I, I, pre- I, I pretty much only have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got, a, we've got a pretty nice one nearby. It's just your typical shopping mall Apple store. But, mm. uh, it, you know, it, do, it does well in a pinch. I did not tell you before we started, but I bought a product at the Michigan Avenue Apple store. I bought Beat X headphones. Oh. You know, the Bluetooth. Because you, you've got AirPods at the moment, right? Yes, but they took yeah, so a bath. You can they, kind of they, compare them between the two. Yes, but you know, those AirPods took a bath in the in the um, in the laundry not too long ago, and, oh, yeah. which killed the case. And so, at a minimum, I was going to spend seventy dollars replacing the case. And I really wasn't sure to what degree the fact that they didn't charge very well anymore was because the case was completely dead and only the headphones were holding a charge, or whether mm-hmm. they were they were both some semi dead. So. Instead, I and I've also AirPods. I like them a lot, but they don't fit super well with my ears. So I thought the Beat X would probably be better for exercising and just staying in my ears. And I I bought those on Monday, and I've only used them once so far because I haven't. I don't leave leave the house much anymore. But uh, <laughs> they, they seem good, and I, if I ever get around to exercising again, I think they'll be perfect for that. Cool. At least, at least you bought something in a new store. Um, you, you, your weight didn't seem like it was. It was just a weight to look at. Uh, look at the store. Right, and I felt like I did feel like I was probably making a mistake because I do do know that the BeatX headphones are available on Amazon, unlike a lot of other Apple things. And some of the colors of them are a little cheaper. And Chicago is known for its high sales tax. On the other hand, I thought you know, new Apple store, I should just get them here and have them now, so I can listen to them on the way home. Why not? Yep. So, um, well, talking of other products, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't see either of us buying this. Um, but Amazon just kind of out of nowhere today announced the Amazon Key and an Amazon Cloud Cam with Key. Um, I, I think maybe the Cloud Cam was already a product, but they seem to be implying it's a new one specifically for the Amazon Key. Well, it, it's both, really. Right. As far as as I can tell, there are certain things about this product that are a little vague and not entirely clear. For instance, the apps that control them have not been released yet, so it's not really entirely clear what the all the features are. But they're selling the cameras separate or with the service, which is U.S. only and available to Prime members. Now that's interesting that it's Prime. I mean, of course, it's U.S. only. Um, right. I'm not sure if the cameras are US only. I, that I wasn't able to figure out. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't see them on the Amazon, uh, on the on the UK Amazon 
uh, earlier this afternoon. So I, I think maybe they are just US only. But did you um, did you search for the camera? Because I know like the you know there's a special Amazon devices page, and even in the US, the the camera is not showing up on that page yet. You had I to actually, am searching right now. Search for cloud cam. Yeah, no, it's definitely not on on UK Amazon, so I'm guessing it's not a product I'm going to be able to buy right now. Yeah, I mean the downside of those cameras is that for there's no battery in them, so they have to be plugged in, which I think is is definitely a limiting factor for a lot of people, depending on how your house is set up. Uh, but they're selling them like they do the Fire tablets. You can buy one, or you can buy them in bundles. So I think one of them is. Uh, one hundred nineteen ninety nine, so one hundred twenty dollars, and then you can buy two or three at a time. I think three is like two hundred ninety dollars, if I'm remembering right. I just wrote about it, but um, so you can buy them in bundles. They are 1080p cameras with wide angle lens with Alexa support, so you can talk to them. They have you know dual audio, so you can use an app to. You know, if someone walks in your house and they're walking by the camera, you can spook them by saying, hey, you. Um, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be good for, for punk I mean, I, I'm kind of in the market, you know, I'm kind of looking around for, um, you know, cameras, um, you know, Wi-Fi cameras and, and with speaking and, and two-way speakers and stuff like that. This would be perfect, but of course it's Amazon, so they're going to test it in the US and it will either get completely discontinued and we'll never hear about it again. Right. Or eventually right. they will release it in the UK. Right, and it, so it, it's kind of as a camera goes. Other than the fact that it needs to be plugged in, it looks pretty nice. I mean, it's and it's at one hundred and twenty dollars. That's that's pretty competitive price, I think. But the the real news, I think, is that they're combining that camera with a service called Key, and Key is an in home delivery service. So you can buy the camera bundled with a smart lock too. So there are at least in the, and this is us only again, and it's actually, and it's even limited in the U S because it only works with Amazon logistics, which is their in-house delivery service, which is only available in 37 cities here. Oh, think, okay. Including Chicago, but I'm not sure how far it radiates out from Chicago, you know, Chicago proper, like the suburbs where I live. I think it does because I'm pretty sure it, it's not. It's never clear to me because sometimes I get things delivered by UPS. Sometimes it's just a guy in a white van, which I think is the Amazon logistics person. Yeah, it sounds like that's what it is. In the UK now, pretty much everything I buy from Amazon is from Amazon Logistics. And as you say, it's unmarked white van because I get the impression a lot of the drivers are, um, they're actually just contractors. You know, they're getting paid per right. delivery. Um, they don't actually work for Amazon. Um, which is why they've all got kind of unmarked vans because the vans don't they just belong to the drivers right so it's just increasing the creepiness of our of our neighborhoods right sure unmarked vans unmarked panel vans all over the uk and us um but so the way it works is you for like 250 dollars you buy the camera and you buy a smart lock and when you order something from Amazon, you can ha- you can choose to have it delivered using the key service. And what happens is when the driver comes up to your house, they scan the barcode on your package. It goes up to the cloud. If everything checks out, it unlocks your door automatically. <laughs> All right. And so presumably you're, you're not home. You're at work, wherever you are, school, whatever. And the driver 
opens the door a crack and shoves in your package. And and it was fun. It's very funny reading this on The Verge because The Verge is like, oh, the people are instructed to you know not go in your house if they can avoid it, and to just open the door only as much as necessary. They kind of you know shove shove the package in. They knock first, um, mainly I think for their own safety to see if there's like a rabid dog on the other side. I was going to say this: what's going to happen? Dogs are going to escape, and dogs, people with guns. I mean, think of this oh, in, Amer- in America, for instance. <laughs> and this is U.S. only, after all. So they shove this package into the crack in your door, and then they close the door. They they swipe on their app, and your door locks back up. That requires a lot of trust. Yeah, I, I, I when I initially saw it, I, I I did say to Kyle on Twitter, I said, "Oh yeah, I want it." Like I. I liked the idea of it, um, and then the more I thought about it, and, and some uh, Louis and somebody I work with said to me, "Well, hang on a minute. If you if you're allowing them to access to your house to deliver the package, if they do anything to your house, they're not trespassing. Like somebody who would break into your house, obviously, the right. crime of breaking in that's that's enough to to be a crime. But if they do for some reason come in and steal something, you've given them access to your house." Right, and and when you do all this, I mean, the reason for the cam- the reason the camera is part of it is it is that it activates the camera and it starts recording. So you, wherever you are, say you're sitting at your desk at work, you'll get a notification and you can open up the app and you can watch the guy shove the package, the guy or the gal, <laughs> shove the package into the door and lock it back up. So you can kind of watch. Although I'm not really sure if you're sitting at work what that re- what real benefit that is because you could also just watch the person come into your house and steal something i suppose yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but that's how it works and i i kind of had the same reaction it seems really nice in the sense that especially if you live in a place you know when i was in the city you always worried about packages being delivered and being stolen by somebody walking by if they left were left on a door stoop or something uh, not yeah. such a such a problem in the suburbs where i live now but that is definitely an issue in a lot of parts of the country. And there's an appeal to having someone be able to just put it somewhere that's secure. On the other hand, I wouldn't just give some random delivery guy the keys to my house. I mean, I might give them to a trusted neighbor for when we're out of town. I might give them to uh, someone who maybe, you know, house cleaners or I don't know. But I it, it would, I wouldn't normally just hand over my keys to some guy in a, in a white paneled van. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Um, this is a terrible idea. I take back my tweet. Um, I don't. I don't want this now. I mean, I send everything to work anyway um, because I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I can just send everything there, and right, somebody will deal with it. You know, there's like ten offices around where I work. Somebody will sign for it. it I normally get notifications. I've just got to kind of wander around until I find where my parcel went. But you know, I haven't lost any yet. So, yeah. No, I'm just kind of playing a wait and see. I don't think this is something that I would use. I, I've always felt that smart home locks on your doors is a little too a little too fiddly that you know you're better off with a, an actual key that you turn in the lock that I, I was just at release notes. Uh, Stephen Hackett had gotten an Airbnb that had one of these smart locks mm-hmm. and, and it was a pain in the butt to get inside every time. you know it was it was finicky if you typed in the number the code too quickly it just wouldn't work or if you typed in the code and turned the handle too quickly it wouldn't work you had to kind of learn how the thing worked you had to type in the code give it a half beat listen to it turn whatever it was turning inside and then turn the handle and 
it would have been much faster just to have a key. I mean, I understand why Airbnb does that, but I'm not a big fan of smart locks, at least as they exist today. And I'd rather some other early adopter figure out whether or not this service works or not before I ever jumped in with two feet on it. Yeah, I think I think a better solution would be, you know, certainly for people who buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, maybe Amazon can just send me some kind of lockable box that only their drivers have access to with a little key code. That would be better, you know, it's like my own personal Amazon, uh, Amazon locker. Um, yeah. I'll just keep that somewhere near my house. That might be a better solution. <laughs> I think I saw a Kickstarter of something like that at some point, which was like a, a box like that that was secure that people could open with a code if... But, you know, it's Kickstarter hardware, not something. <laughs> yeah, we're not that, doing that. It probably doesn't actually exist in real life. <laughs> so. No, definitely not. Um, was there anything else? I think that's probably it. Um, it's been a reasonably quiet week. I mean, it's the Apple Store, and you've been pretty busy with release notes. Um, but the and the Amazon key luckily came out just before we were going to record a few hours before. Yeah, yeah, no, release notes was a lot of fun. Uh, there were a lot of people here. It's always good if anybody is ever wondering whether that's a useful conference to go to. It is. It was uh, It was well attended by a lot of people from all over the world and a lot of great talks, uh, which was a lot of fun. And we, other than some very bad rain early on in the weekend before the conference actually started, the weather was beautiful in Chicago. So I think a lot of people enjoyed themselves here. Yeah, certainly. I saw a lot of pictures and and photos and videos and stuff, and it looked looked really good. So, um, so yeah. All right, Rob. Well, I think that's probably enough for this week. Why don't we? Uh, I guess we'll reconvene in in two weeks and cover some other stuff. I don't know. Something will come up in the next two weeks to talk about. Oh, I'm sure it will. Well, we can find out what happens with your iPhone at least. Yes, that'll. You know, I I expect lots of tears and sorrow. Yeah, I, I'm very concerned that there are a lot of people who want one that just are not going to be able to get one at all. Probably not before Christmas at this point. Yes, well, fingers crossed. Let's see how it goes. And uh, yes, by then I'll either be eagerly awaiting it showing up. Although I get, I guess it will show up by then. Yeah, it should have been. But right, you know, we'll, right. we will see. We'll uh, we'll we'll catch up on that next episode. Sounds good.